Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to sports on a Sunday morning. There's a swing and a long one. That's a goner for Bader. Touchdown, Kansas City. Johnson pops a three. Oh, the Bayou Billiken says I'm involved too. On America's More Toys, KMOX. BK, we got you beat, big boy. It's one here in Springfield. So <laughs> You can yeah, have it. We- we will take it uh tom ackerman with you sports on a sunday morning missouri state plays bradley this afternoon i'll be calling that one on espn plus and the family of missouri valley conference networks and welcome to the show we have a lot to do college basketball will be part of it but as always brian kelly we talk a little blues hockey right out of the gate and uh, yesterday did a game in carbondale and then made the drive to springfield uh, drove on 60 West, which is uh, southern Missouri. Never have taken that way before. It was really nice. It was kind of like on my own. Uh, listening, though, on satellite radio, I made the decision to uh, down there to kind of make it easy on myself. And so the only thing available was the Arizona Coyotes feed. It's interesting listening. I haven't done that in a long time, listening to a Blues game from another team's perspective. So, mm-hmm. for example, when Sanford scored the second goal of the game, they're like, and Sanford scores. <laughs> you know, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, fired up. So it's interesting that the dynamic there as you listen to, and they're good. I mean, the Coyotes broadcast team is really good. In fact, Lindsey Fry, their analyst, is one of the few female uh, radio analysts in the NHL. Uh, former player at Harvard, so she did a nice job. She just got that job last month. But at any rate, I listened to it, and it was a crazy game, wasn't it, Brian? I mean, back and forth, the Coyotes scored 21 seconds into the game. Blues added a couple goals. Back and forth they went. Down 4-3, they tied the game 4-4, and then they won it in OT. What would you think? Yeah, Billy Uso really bounced back. You know, you you got a young guy who hasn't played a whole lot. He gives up that early, early goal, and you're wondering, uh-oh, here we go. And it was a good – it was not a bad goal to give up, I, I didn't think. Uh, it was, you know, back against the grain, snuck through, and he rebounded really well. He came up with some tremendous saves. There was that one sequence where they hit the post twice, which, you know, that's the goalie. He's got to cover everything but the post, and so that's part of his equipment, right? And then there yep. was the shot that hit Gunnarsson. I think it was Gunnarsson, the, the heel end of his skate and went wide when they had a wide open net. But, yeah, Uso recovered well, played well. The Blues fell behind and then put on some pressure. Their, I thought their defensive zone play was a little lax. They had a lot of cases where they get it out near the blue line and fail to clear it, uh, made some bad passes in their own zone. But, uh, you know, they, they hung in there. The fourth line, I thought, played very well. They set up the one goal, Clifford's goal. And, uh, uh, of course, he, Hoffman, nice to see him get the game winner with that patented shot. And, of course, Jordan Cairo coming through again. So overall, I would say a, a fine performance, nice rebound, and now let's win the series. Yeah, you can win the series in seven games. They force a game seven, you could say. Uh, tomorrow <laughs> afternoon's the game in Arizona. Here's how it sounded on Fox Sports Midwest. Back on his skates. As the Blues are changing, now it's Sunquist off the bench. Into Hoffman, he comes in, just, he scores! Hoffman with a rocket! And good night from the desert! As the Blues win it 5-4. to four. Oh, that was prickly. Wow. What a wrister that is. 
Sunday afternoon of pond hockey. Pass by Sunquist, brings it to the front, right up high over the glove on the short side, and he has done that a whole bunch of times in his career, and this is a thing of beauty. Wow. Yeah, over the left shoulder of Antti Ranta, there's no way he's going to stop that. It was just a tremendous shot by one of the best goal scorers in the league, really. Mike Hoffman, here he is. I mean, either one of those flanks on either side in that zone is probably you know, your preferred spot, and then you have your, your spots in that that you try and hit. So, um, you know, I was lucky enough to have some time and space, uh, catch those guys a little bit tired in the D zone, and able to get my shot off. Yeah, you know who was tired was Clayton Keller. He was trying to get off the ice, Brian, and mm-hmm. they saw it and recognized it, skated into the neutral zone, and then came at the Coyotes and got the Hoffman goal. The Blues get the win, 5-4 to four in overtime. Here's Coach Craig Berube on his thoughts in a crazy back-and-forth game. This has to drive the coach nuts. In the end, though, they do get the win. Here's Chief. We didn't start the game the way we wanted to, and we get scored on right away. But our guys are resilient tonight and, um, you know, very competitive overall. Um, <clears throat> I thought that... Um, you know the bench was really, um, you know, had a lot, a lot of good energy no matter what. Um, you know, so I mean, it was, a, it was a battle. Uh, you know, they, Coyotes played well. Um, you know, we did a lot of good stuff too, and fortunately came out with a win. They did come out with a win, 5-4 in overtime, Brian. And you can see the Blues. You know, he mentioned the the bench. The depth is really starting to come into its own. Of course. You'd love to see uh, everybody play well, but there are some players, and you cited them, who are playing some good hockey right now, and the Blues are eventually going to get Vladimir Tarasenko. That'll take some time, but at least he's on the ice skating a little bit. Let me circle back to Kyra, though. What a talent he is, and uh, the sky's the limit there. I mean, he's finally figured out this NHL game, hasn't he? And he is a, I, he's a star. I mean, there are only a, a few players that I would say on this team – that could emerge and be stars in this league right now. I think overall it's a really good team. I don't want to say it's not. Really good team, deep team. But how many of them could come out and become uh, one of the better players in the league? I think Cairo has that potential. Yeah, he was one of the better players in the Ontario Hockey League, and I think it just took him a couple of years to mature in the American League and and get to the point where he can uh, play the the full 200-foot game in the NHL, maybe bulk up a little bit. He looks bigger than he has before. And now he's got the confidence. The play he made the other night, the the reverse to set up Falk's second goal, was just incredible. And that's just natural talent, great skating ability that he has, not only speed, but but the blade work. And uh, that, was a, that was a thing of beauty. Another player that you have to mention is Oscar Sundquist. Does, oh, you yeah. know, he reminds me remember when Tough. Mike Johnson was playing here and he would block shots and he would do, you know, he was one of those water bug type players who did whatever he had to do to help the team. And that's what Oscar Sundquist is. He is, he is tough. He's got some skill. He will block a shot with his face if he has to. I mean, the guy is just terrific. And, and one of those players that you need to have on a team to have a winning team. And what a, what a great deal that was to get him from Pittsburgh. Yeah, for sure. You know, Justin Falks turned out to be pretty good. I mean, he he really is. Uh, it's a little early to compare stats, but he's got uh, better numbers so far, even though it's early on, than Alex Petrangelo. I don't I don't know that we need to compare those two, but that's basically what they did. Uh, they they added Tory Krug, of course, but they got Justin Falk with the thought that maybe they can't keep Alex Petrangelo, and Falk's been good for him. Cairo has six goals. 
And the Blues suddenly have come alive here against a team that had just tormented them since uh, a few years ago. Arizona had been 9-3-1 and against the Blues. Now the Blues have won back-to-back games, and we'll play them tomorrow afternoon. BK, we always appreciate the hockey talk as the Blues get set for a game tomorrow. They win it last night 5-4 in overtime. That was fun. It was fun, and thank you for having me on, and LGB. LGB, my friend, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back on this Valentine's Day edition, we will take a little look around the sports world. There is a lot going on, so we're going to do a segment called Headlines, News, and Scores, and we will get right to it. And then at 10.30, Brad Luce from the University of Missouri. What a day for his family yesterday. Missouri had been 5-0 and on Rally for Ryan Day. They lost yesterday to Arkansas 86-81, but it's a win once again for Missouri and that uh, Luce family. His daughter, Ryan Luce, who is four years cancer-free, she has fought neuroblastoma, pediatric cancer research and awareness is raised by Rally for Ryan, and they raised $65,000 yesterday. So congratulations to them. We will hear from Brad Luce at 1030. We'll get a little bit of what Lisa Stone's team is up to. They play today at 2 o'clock against Richmond, the SLU women's basketball coach. 11.05, Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. They celebrated their 101st birthday of the Negro Leagues yesterday. And from my garage happy hour, you will hear that conversation. What a fascinating man he is and a great friend, a baseball historian, and that is a piece of American history, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum for sure. At 11.30, John Mosellock, president of Baseball Operations of the St. Louis Cardinals. And at 11.45, Kenny Wallace talks about the Daytona 500, which runs today. We'll get into all of the sports news when we come back. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX, back after this. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you. Springfield, Missouri is where I am, the site of Missouri State Bradley today. Let's go to New York. Billiken basketball. The Billikens taking on Fordham yesterday on KMOX. They go to race it up the floor. Here come the Billikens. Between the legs, behind the back. Refuses a screen, skips it into the corner for Perkins. Bang! He got it! Great play by Goodwin. That's the play we're talking about, but he's locked in. He sees sees when you play the pick and roll, it's not the first guy, it's the second guy. And that's when you really locked in offensively. You saw J.P. Smooth right open in the corner. So the Bills lead it 20-7 with... 12.55 12.55 remaining. Call from Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. The Billikens are coming, folks. They are looking good. I saw on ESPN yesterday our friend LaFonso Ellis, the East St. Louisan, had a pick, and he, they said, who's the mid-major team to look for? He said, St. Louis. He said, don't sleep on them. They are coming strong. One thing I would say is they're not a mid-major. But anyway, here is the first half continuing on. Field is dribbled and gives it to Perkins deep on the left wing. Back to Russell. Dumps it down for French. Skip pass left side. Tough catch made. Driving Perkins, kick out Russell, up top Jimerson, head fake, got past his man for a 10-footer, no. Rebound down low, French layup, good! 35-13, St. Louis, 148 left in the half. Hassan French, and it is a big lead for SLU. They just overwhelmed Fordham second half. Now to the right side for Jacobs. Jacobs to Hargrove, posting up, got in deep, double-team comes, flips it back out to Jacobs. On the wing for Jimerson. 
Baseball pass to the corner. Goodman to the hole. Layup. Good. Made it look so easy. Absolutely. Extra pass. Extra pass. Defense hadn't shifted over, and J.J. got the easy deuce. He's got a dozen. Here's a question for you. Are there any guards in the country who are averaging a double-double? Any guards in the country? There's only one. And that answer would be Jordan Goodwin of SLU. 12 points and 10 rebounds, another double-double for him yesterday. And the Billikens just overwhelmed Fordham by a final of 68-40. to So they are looking good right now. They're starting to rattle off some wins after they beat St. Bonaventure. They beat Rhode Island at home. Then they go on the road, and they win easily at Fordham. Missouri lost 86-81 to Arkansas. This was a game where they did not have Jeremiah Tillman. He was not with the team due to a death in his family. So with the respects, of course, to the Tillman family, uh, the Tigers uh, give him that opportunity to, to spend time with the family. And Missouri uh, missed him inside. I mean, they lost this game in overtime, 86-81. They tried to knock down some threes to account for the scoring loss, but they weren't able to get it done. And they lose to Arkansas in a hard-fought battle. But we mentioned the great effort that they did raising money for Rally for Ryan and Brad Luce. Ryan Luce's father is going to join us here at the bottom of the hour. In the Missouri Valley Conference, Missouri State beat Bradley 80-58. to Bradley suspended four of its top players due to violations uh, pertaining to the program. Uh, they d- did not uh, reveal anything more than that. Illinois State beat Southern Illinois 80-55. to At the Australian Open, Serena Williams and Novak Djokovic advanced to the quarterfinals. In golf, Jordan Spieth has a two-shot lead at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am going into the final round today. You know, he hasn't won since the 2017 Open Championship. Maybe this is the time for Jordan Spieth to get that done. We shall see. And in baseball, Jack Flaherty has won his case in salary arbitration, Flaherty awarded a raise from $604,500 last season to $3.9 million rather than the Cardinals' $3 million offer. We'll talk some baseball with John Mosellock, Cardinals president of baseball operations, on the way at 10.30 here on KMOX. But for the Cardinals, they move forward with pitchers and catchers reporting. That is coming very soon, actually. They're going to report on Wednesday, and we're going to have our first games by the end of the month. So it's an exciting time to be a Cardinals fan. This team is good. We'll talk about it with John Mosellock on the way at 11.30 this morning. Top 25 college basketball, Oklahoma beat West Virginia. Final there was 91-90. to 19th-ranked Creighton, just see that? They whipped number 5 Villanova. 86-70. That's a good team right there, coached by Greg McDermott. Be careful of Creighton. Gonzaga continues to roll. Number one team in the country is now 20-0. They beat San Francisco 100-61. Ohio State won its sixth in a row. They're number four in the nation. They beat up Indiana 78-59. Virginia won its seventh straight. They're ranked ninth in the country. They beat North Carolina 60-48. to Alabama, they have, after narrowly coming back and beating Missouri in Columbia last weekend, they just dismantled Georgia, beat them 111-82. That's a team to watch in the NCAA tournament. Alabama can score in just I would not be surprised at all if Alabama became a Final Four team. They are awfully good. Texas, number 13 in the country, beat TCU 70-55. Iowa put a dagger, another one, into Michigan State's NCAA hopes. They just 
killed Michigan State 88-58, and they did it with Luca Garza scoring only eight points. LSU surprised number 16 Tennessee 78-65. Florida State beat Wake Forest 92-85 in overtime. And number 20 Southern Cal beat Washington State 76-65, saving uh, number 23 Oklahoma State over Kansas State 67-60 and 25th ranked Rutgers over Northwestern 64-50 for a, a final word, and that is number 22 Loyola beating and just thrashing Drake 81-54. Let me tell you, Loyola is uh, – don't snicker at this. Don't laugh at this. Loyola is looking like the Final Four team from a couple of years ago, and they could very well make a run in the NCAA tournament. The Missouri Valley Conference has a legit NCAA tournament team in Loyola, not to mention that Drake was undefeated for a while before tripping up uh, here recently and then getting beat pretty bad yesterday by Loyola, but they have two teams that can get into the NCAA tournament, and this Loyola team is the real deal. I mean, they could be a team that could make a run in March, for real. They're number 22. They're going to keep moving up, too. They just hammered Drake today, uh, yesterday, 81-54, and they will play them again today. In fact, the NCAA committee came out with his initial rankings for the NCAA tournament's field of 68. Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, and Ohio State are the top seeds with the Bulldogs the number one overall seed. Illinois is ranked sixth in the country. They were a number two seed in the four brackets, along with Villanova, Alabama, and Houston. I will maintain that Illinois, of the three regional teams, not including the Valley teams, I'm just saying Mizzou, Illinois, and SLU. Illinois is the best of the bunch. I've said it from the beginning. They are a team equipped to make a run, and I believe that Io DeSumo is the best player in the nation. The guard for Illinois can do it all, and I would not be surprised at all if Illinois got into the Final Four and, and made a run at a national championship. That is a really, really good team. Now, they had to scramble to come back to beat Nebraska recently, but I have very high hopes for this Illinois basketball program. Uh, they were off this weekend. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk Mizzou with Brad Luce, but more importantly, We'll talk about his family and his beautiful little daughter, Ryan, who has done some amazing things for cancer research and awareness. Back in a moment, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to sports on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Wow, we have a lot of sports going on, don't we? Again, on the show coming up, Lisa Stone, SLU women's basketball coach, will be joining us live. They have a game today. Appreciate the coach joining us. At 11.05, the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, Bob Kendrick, from my garage happy hour. 11.30, John Mosellock, president of baseball operations of the Cardinals. 11.45, Kenny Wallace, big Cardinals fan, and he will be paying close attention to the Daytona 500. It's raining there, but they have lights. I mean, they can run that thing tonight, so he'll be sticking it out. I know that, the former NASCAR driver. Joining us on the line now at 1030, here's another Cardinals fan. This is the great Missouri Tigers assistant coach, uh, formerly on Kim Anderson's staff and also a big member of the Mizzou community. That's Brad Luce. Brad, it's great to have you on KMOX again. It's a tradition to have you on sports on a Sunday morning. How are you? I'm doing really good. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you and your family, and uh, boy, did Missouri wrap their arms around you yesterday. Another great day for Rally for Ryan. You raised, at last count, I saw $65,000 for pediatric cancer research. That's wonderful. 
Yeah, we're we're blown away and just really speechless about it all. I, you know, we raised eighty thousand dollars last year, and that was our all time high. But we had thirteen thousand plus in the stadium or in the arena uh, last year. This year, with only having two thousand fans in the arena, you know, we didn't really know what to expect, and we didn't put any expectations on ourselves. But you know, once again, the Mizzou family has uh, stepped up and uh, shown us just how incredible they are, and uh, it's very humbling to say the least. Uh, you found out, uh, th- what, about five years ago, six years ago, uh, that your daughter, Ryan, had neuroblastoma. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, I know, very jarring for your family, but immediately uh, you went to fight. And uh, Ryan uh, put up uh, some fight. In fact, I understand that she is four years cancer-free, Brad. Yeah, she's... Uh just about four years cancer-free, and, uh, you know, you look at her today and you wouldn't know anything had ever happened to her. You know, she just looks like your normal 10-year-old little girl running around, and uh, we're extremely blessed. But the, the unfortunate part of all this is that there's a lot of kids that uh, she's been through this process with that they aren't uh, as fortunate as her, and they didn't make it out the other side. And so that's kind of why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, you know, we, we realize that there's a lot of uh, inadequacies when it comes to pediatric cancer research. And uh, it's not funded the way that, you know, parents of kids with cancer would, would like. And so, uh, you know, we felt like we needed to do something. And um, we had a platform where we could get the word out. And uh, obviously the people in the state of Missouri have uh, embraced our cause. And uh, I'd like to think we've done a little bit of good with it. Because once it became known that Ryan had cancer, you started to receive some funding, didn't you? And uh, you had that uh, platform as being an assistant coach. And Kim Anderson, one of my favorite people in the world, along with you, uh, allowed you the opportunity to be with your family uh, during that time and to step away from coaching when you needed to. Um, But it became public and people knew. And so you decided right then and there, didn't you, that – I need to do something because there, as you just said, there are so many people that don't have the position that I have. I'm in the spotlight at Mizzou Arena. I'm on the sideline, and others need my help. Yeah, it really started very innocently, to be honest with you. Uh, When word got out that Ryan had uh, been diagnosed, uh, uh, a friend of ours uh, set up a GoFundMe page. And, you know, people wanted to help, and they didn't really know what to do. So people just started donating to this GoFundMe page. And, you know, I, I'm very fortunate. I've had a great job. I had great insurance. Uh, you know, financially, obviously, uh, cancer is always a burden on everybody. But for us, you know, it was very manageable. And so we had this money sitting here. And, um, you know, we knew there was a lot of people out there that weren't as fortunate as us. And so we, we didn't feel right keeping that money. And so we wanted to do something with it that would be impactful for other families going through what we were going through. And, you know, we settled on uh, – funding uh, clinical research trials just because we felt like that's where we could get our biggest bang for our buck and make the biggest difference possible. And so, uh, you know, what started as something where we wanted to just make a $10,000 donation, we thought that would be fantastic, uh, now has grown into uh, almost $600,000. And so, uh, you know, we we try to find a clinical research trial, at least one a year that uh, we can help fund that we think is going to be impactful. And uh, here we are, about six years later, and uh, you know, we feel like we made a made a little bit of a difference. Uh, time will tell. Uh, hopefully, ten, twenty years from now, people can look back and say that it was a big difference. But uh, you know, who knows? 
Well, and I love the fact that the players have always gotten into it. Kevin Perrier is one of those players who always stayed so close to you, but so many of them, coaches, players, fans, boosters, media, um, that so many people have, have caught on to it. And uh, that's also very special, isn't it? You know, it really does. I mean, you have people, you know, the entire Mizzou family has just really embraced this. And it's really, it's kind of taken on a life of its own. And, uh, you know, we joke, not, not that we ever even have ever even considered not doing this uh, each year. But uh, I don't know that uh, the Mizzou family would let us not do it uh, because it's just become a part of our culture. And uh, it's something that people look forward to every year. And it's turned into uh, almost a celebration of sorts of, you know, trying to make a difference. And, uh, you know, I think people just feel good about the idea that uh, that we can make a difference and we, we are taking step forward and, um, you know, like to feel like we're, we're headed in the right direction and, and we're a big part of that. Tigers were 5-0 and on Rally for Ryan Day before uh, falling short yesterday, 86-81 in overtime. We all know, though, that it's a huge win to raise that kind of money for uh, pediatric research and, and your family is fueling that. Uh, it was a, a tough go yesterday for Missouri. I mean, they went in, Brad, as a basketball team without Jeremiah Tillman. Uh, you follow this team closely. They have a tough bunch. They're just going through some bumps in the road right now. They went down Ole Miss, a team that's starting to play well, and they got beat pretty badly and then uh, came back without Jeremiah, who is with his family due to a death in the family, and just had to find a way. And I thought they toughed it out yesterday. They just couldn't slow down a good Arkansas team. Yeah, you know, for, first of all, our thoughts and prayers are with the uh, Tillman family. and uh, But you, you nailed it. I, I couldn't be prouder of these guys and the way they fought, you know, to, to come into this game against, like you said, a really, really good Arkansas team without our – arguably our best player, I think without a doubt our best player over the last uh, half of the season. And, uh, you know, it was really neat to see guys like Torrance Watson step up. Uh, Mitchell Smith played well. Uh, Cody Brown's been playing well throughout, you know, the, the last two, three games. And so it, it was really neat to see these, these guys step up and play, you know, above what they have been playing. And, um, you know, just really proud of this team and the direction they're headed. You know, it's a long season. Uh, I think every basketball coach will tell you that, you know, there's always going to be ups and downs. And uh, I think this is definitely, you know, this team's headed back up without a doubt. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to be peaking at the right time and hopefully headed into March. We'll be playing our best basketball. I'd love to see it. SEC pretty good. I mentioned before we called you, Brad, that I would not, not be surprised if Alabama – with respect to Missouri, of course, and Arkansas and other SEC teams, that Alabama team has an extra gear. They are scary. They scored 111 points yesterday against Georgia. Would not shock me at all if they're one of those teams that runs to the Final Four. You know, the SEC seems to have one every once in a while that just is unstoppable. Uh, they are <laughs> they are really good. I thought that win over Alabama was actually as scary as it got, a really good win against a very, very good basketball team. No, no doubt. Uh, Alabama is really good, and, and I've known Nate Oates for, for quite a while now. He was actually uh, Wes Clark, of those of you who remember Wes, that played for us a few years back. He was Wes's high school coach, and uh, I, I can tell you, me, me and Nate, uh, we, we spoke at least once a week uh, for about two years straight, uh, you know, just talking about Wes and different things, uh, you know, with Wes's life and the game and everything, and uh, Nate is a, is a great guy and a great basketball coach, and uh, you know, he's very innovative uh, in terms of how he plays. And, you know, he's really kind of modeled his game after a lot of these NBA teams and how many threes they shoot and how they spread the floor. And uh, he's, 
he's created uh, a fun brand of basketball to watch and and they are incredibly incredibly talented so I, i'm happy for him i'm happier that we got that win though because that that's turning out to be a even bigger win than what, what we thought at the time and so uh but you're right uh they, they can make a run tennessee obviously is capable of making a, a long run in the in the tournament and then uh without a doubt i think we are as well yeah, the SEC's got some good ones, that's for sure. I do think Missouri is a team that you should not sleep on in March, that's for sure. They are going to be uh, a tough one to deal with. Uh, Brad, before we go, I, I want to circle back to Ryan for just a moment because you know we talked about what a long way this uh, effort has come, rally for Ryan and the people around, but Ryan herself, to think that when she was five and she uh, didn't know exactly what was going on but knew she didn't, feel totally right going to school and and just uh, you could you you and and jen could both sense that something wasn't exactly right and as it turned out it was every uh the words that the parents just don't want to hear and that is that your daughter has cancer to think that how far she has come along physically but also her wonderful personality and how she has taken hold of this and been part of this effort too i mean what a what a thing for this terrific young woman for the rest of her life yeah she's she's come a long way uh we were talking yesterday about how the the first year we did this how we literally had to drag her out onto the floor she wanted no part of any of it um (laughs) and now uh you know she just really embraces it all and uh i think she she's old enough now that she understands what we're trying to accomplish and and uh, the impact that her story has had on, on so many people. And so it's really neat to see. And, you know, as a, as a dad, obviously I, I'm proud of her regardless, but, uh, you know, headed into this week, you know, taking time to step back and reflect on, on all that's transpired over the last five years. Uh, we really couldn't be prouder of her. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that, you know, there's a lot of great things ahead of her in her life. And uh, thank God for the, the people that uh, put in the work, 15, 20 years ago to, to create the medicines that helped her get through this because uh, I, I do think uh, God's got great plans for her, and, and we're excited to see what those are. Yes, sir, absolutely. Brad Luce with us on Sports on a Sunday Morning. Rally for Ryan, raising $65,000 yesterday. Uh, you can continue to follow that journey uh, by going through, uh, I, th- I guess, Brad, the best way is to go to the website. I know there's a Facebook page, there's a lot of stuff, but uh, Rally for Ryan, R-H-Y-A-N.org. Isn't that the best place to go, rallyforryan.org? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know my wife, she's uh, she's in charge of uh, all of our uh, social media content. So she'll tell you that, the yeah, you can go to the Facebook page, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, whatever. We've got it all. But, uh, yeah, rallyforryan.org, uh, if, you, if you're looking to make a donation, is a great place to go. And then uh, you can also go on to the MU Tigers website. And, uh, there's some information there as well. But uh, we, we are so appreciative of everything that everybody in the state of Missouri has done uh, for this organization and for our family, uh, you know, it's it's really been incredible. And like I said earlier, very, very humbling. Appreciate you, my friend. Former Tigers assistant coach Brad Luce will get the uh, Cardinals going for you here. Get it going right, this week. Tommy, yeah, it's about that time. Yes, it is. Have a great day. Thank you for the time. All right. Thanks, Tommy. Bye. Appreciate you. There's Brad Luce. Great to have him. Great family. Great cause. We'll come back with the head coach at St. Louis University, 
Lisa Stone. That is next. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Under two minutes, slew with a remarkable fourth quarter. 21-4, to four, they've outscored VCU. Martinez feeds Smith-Triori, left block, layup is good! Count the basket, and she's fouled! Mariama Smith-Triori, SLU dominating here late in the game, up by 13. Very impressive win for SLU over VCU on Friday. They outscore VCU by 32-10. to 10. They were trailing 12 points down in the third quarter. They come storming back in the fourth and beat VCU and beat them good, and they'll play again today against Richmond at 2 o'clock. And joining us is the head coach of the Billikens, Lisa Stone. I, I had so much fun talking to you, and I had so many people that responded that they enjoyed our conversation after the game. I thought we'd do it again. Thank you for the time. I really appreciate it, Coach. Hey, it's awesome. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. It's another great day to be a Billiken, and let's hope we can keep that fourth quarter going. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. That was an amazing effort. Now, early in this game, uh, you looked pretty good against VCU. They had a very strong second quarter on Friday. And then what happened in the at halftime and into the third quarter that changed the game for you. You were down by seven, if I recall, at the half. They stretched it out, as I mentioned, to 12, but then the Billikens were able to turn it on, Coach Stone. Yeah, well, Tom, we, we, uh, we had a little little meeting at halftime, uh, a little fired up a little bit, and I just didn't think we were, we were playing with great pace. We had some defensive uh, errors, and, and uh, we're getting beat on the glass, and we're a team that wants to know that our identity is to defend and rebound. VCU's picked to win the league, right? They're, they're number one in the conference, and they're picked to win it. And a team that's full of talent, obviously they came out and, and really put the foot on the gas early on us, and we scored 32, 34 points in the first half and 32 in the fourth quarter, obviously showing some capability. But I'm so proud of our players. They responded to a, a fired-up halftime speech. They came out with a lot of vigor and uh, great emotion and, and – uh, I thought our, our, our Mariama and Brooke were great inside. Julia Martinez was able to relieve Kaija, who was getting double teamed the whole day, and you have another point guard on the floor. I thought she really did a great job of facilitating offense, and, and her voice on defense was big. And, you know, Rachel has a quiet 16-17 every game. I don't know where they come from, but I'll take it. Um, and, and Rachel, you know, Tara Reed is one of the best players in the league, only had one field, one point, one free throw. So uh, a combined team effort, uh, Valiant comeback, very courageous, uh, feels really good beating a great team at home. Uh, we just can, can only celebrate for a minute, though, Tom. We got, we got work to do. And the next morning, got back in the gym yesterday, and we play a much different team but a very talented team who will actually be without their head coach today. Um, and we're wishing Aaron, uh, he's a friend of mine, he's, he's at, at, at home, he's not, he's not feeling well, so his assistant will be running the show. But uh, they, they, he's done a great job with them. They run a very unique offense something that we're going to have to be very, very solid with defensively. And, again, a battle of styles and one in which that we hope uh, our style prevails. But I'm excited for our last home game, a senior salute to uh, Lauren Hughes, Victoria Mickelson, um, two players that have uh, been a very valuable part of our program with great attitudes. And, again, our last home game, Valentine's Day, Breast Cancer Day, all kinds of things going on. But uh, at the end of the day, we're excited to, to play Richmond and hopefully pick up another win. 
Yeah, it's a really neat uh, scene there at Chaffetz Arena, one of the great venues in college basketball to be able to do that and play during this pandemic. Unfortunately, uh, things do happen, and you've been through a lot for those that aren't aware. I mean, this program was quarantined not once, oh, not yeah. twice, yeah. three times. I mean, I, yeah. you know, that's really something I know the men went through it too. But uh, in your career, and you've been coaching a long time, uh, and in our lives we've never seen anything like this, but um, – what has this been like for you personally to, to be able to guide these women? Well, I, it, without them, I'm not me. And that third shutdown took us all to a really low place, myself included. And we found out on a Thursday, and we didn't do anything until Monday. We let everybody reflect. There's a lot of emotions going on, and, and mental health of our players is the most important thing in their overall health to me. And we rallied back on Monday and said, all right, listen, we got another shot at this. Let's Obviously, you know, we've had some bad luck, and for us, it's, it's you know, you get one person that may have contracted it and not the whole team, so it's it takes us all down, and, and the third one was a tough one, but over my career, I've never been around a group of women that that in this, in this very difficult time, they didn't give up, and they've come together, we've grown together, the, the, the communication, the relationships, the love, the support for each other. Because you need everybody. You've got to wrap your arms around everybody during this situation. And especially the more you love and care for your players, um, the more it's ever-present and visible when you get to play. So we're thrilled to play today. You never know what will happen tomorrow. Every game is the biggest game of the year. Um, and we've gotten through this together. And, you know, we've, a lot of things. We've endured a lot of adversity throughout the year. But I tell you what, this is a great group of young women, some of the – most caring, loving players I've ever had to coach, and they've gotten through it. And you know what, Tom, adversity reveals your character, and the character of these young women is what's empowered me. And as their leader, you know, we, it's my, I, I've got to stay positive as well. I'm a very energetic, positive person. And through these times, it's been difficult, yet I tell you what, we've all hung in there together. We, we live for another day to play. We've got a great opponent in here today, and, and I can't wait to get out there and coach them. So we appreciate every day we get to play. And we hope that we can keep on, you know, get to the finish line here with this with this group. You'll be taking on Richmond today. They're ten and five overall, seven and three in the Atlantic Ten. Billikens come in eight and three, having won four in a row and six of seven, and they are six and three in the conference. Coach Lisa Stone, really appreciate it. You've had great outputs from your players, including Kaija Harbison, averaging 22 points a game in this four-game win streak. Today will be about the seniors, Lauren Hughes and Victoria Mickelson, and it will be about your team that is playing well. Now, I am in Springfield uh, with Missouri State men, and you know all about the basketball history down here, of course, but I'll be calling the game down here, so I can't do your game, but we've got a good one calling your game today. Bob Ramsey's going to handle things uh, from a play-by-play perspective. Rammer will do, of course, a phenomenal all-world job. Well, I tell you what, Tom, I, I've had a lot of comments, too. We just really appreciate your, your voice on our call, and obviously I've known Rammer a long time, but, uh, you know, you guys are the best, and I really appreciate you covering our games. It's important for those that can't be here. And, again, I, uh, safe travels. Um, I look forward to seeing you again hopefully soon. Maybe, who knows, maybe we'll get another game. You never know at home. You just This crazy time, anything can happen. But, okay. uh, again, appreciate all you do, and let's go get another win today. Absolutely. Have fun. It's been uh, fun being with you, and we'll continue to watch you throughout this season. Have a great day today. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. Take care. 
Thank you. Lisa Stone, head coach of the Billikens. They play at 2 o'clock today, 145 pregame on KMOX with Bob Ramsey on the call from Chaffetz Arena, SLU, and Richmond. When we come back next hour, it'll be the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, Bob Kendrick. Yesterday, the NLBM celebrated its 101st anniversary of the Negro Leagues. It was founded, the Negro Leagues were founded in 1920. And we'll talk about the great history of the Negro Leagues with Bob Kendrick and the impact baseball had on American history. That's coming up after the 11 o'clock news. Then at 11.30, it's the one and only John Mozeliak. He's with us every Sunday at 11.30, unless he's making a trade for Nolan Arenado and <laughs> working on that, which happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, but we will talk to John Mozeliak about everything Cardinals at 11.30. Kenny Wallace at 11.45 to talk Daytona 500. Tom Ackerman with you. Sports on a Sunday morning continues after the news. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.